fintechs are going to continue to fight for the eyeballs of the small business. And I think that's going to be the, the future battlegrounds is how do you make sure that you're relevant to the small business? Why do I want to interact with you? Support provided by Skyflow. What if you could build fast but not break privacy? What if you could ensure data privacy, governance, and compliance with just a few API calls? What if you could worry less about PCI requirements while actually improving privacy and security? How much more time would your team have to truly innovate? How much faster could you build and ship new features? How much more powerful could your app be? Skyflow is a zero-trust data privacy vault delivered as an API. Skyflow's radically simple design lets you collect, secure, and tokenize personal information like card data and payment details. And with built-in features like encrypted data analysis and sharing, anonymization, and advanced governance, your days of choosing between data security and data usability are over. Whether you're just concerned with PCI compliance or need to go further to include CCPA, GDPR, SOC 2, and beyond, Skyflow has you covered. What if you could build fast but not break privacy? With Skyflow, you can. Visit skyflowsecure.com today to learn how. Fintech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid. Featuring entertaining information focused on fintech industry insights, market trends, news, and life stories from fintech leaders, thinkers, and doers. Welcome to Fintech Confidential. I'm your host, Ted Huff. And today we have a special guest from now, Walt Levengood, the VP of Strategy and Revenue. Now, NAV is making waves in the fintech space, providing businesses with the tools that they need in order to take control of their financial health. Now, Walt, with his vast experience, has been instrumental in driving NAV's mission. Now, let's deep dive into the world of fintech and understand the magic behind NAV. Walt, welcome to the show. Ted, thanks for having me. Well, everybody's got an origin story, and we like to call it here the falling into fintech story. And you and I had a, a discussion that we've crossed paths for many years, and you and I have been in fintech for quite some time. Help us understand, how did you get into fintech first? The bug bit me at a, at a company called Freedom Pay, which uh, at the time was trying to drive RFID transactions in a contactless manner, which most of the most of the U.S. now knows is pay pass and everything else that we do with the chip. From there, uh, I got I went of all places to a bank. I went to the Bancorp Bank, which was a an internet based web bank, which is a little crazy one one physical branch. And I think Ted, that's probably where we crossed some paths because we got onto the the cutting edge of issuing and acquiring when the payments was uh, not as not as uh, mainstream as it is today, a little more complicated. Uh, and from there, it just continued. I became a, uh, a small business lender through 08 and 09 in New York, which was almost as trying at the times <laughs> that we're dealing with today right now. I realized being a, a lender wasn't necessarily the easiest thing because it wasn't necessarily putting the small business first. You weren't being able to give them all the credit options with inside the spectrum. And along came NAV. And it brings me to where I am today. So what was it about NAV that got you interested and inspired to join? Them? Yeah, I'd, I'd known the, the original CEO and co-founder for a period of time. And one of the things that he was trying to do was to be agnostic on the benefit of the small business. 
It started with trying to understand what you would qualify before you apply, which is the paradigm shift that mm-hmm. that you normally don't get in in the ecosystem, right? I mean, you look at major paradigm shifts, you think PayPal, eBay, it's the only reason they existed. But in this case, to do it in a two-sided marketplace versus a one-sided controlled marketplace, really be able to sit on the data, let that small business know what they qualify for what those options are before applying for and having their credit pulled from seven, eight different <laughs> lenders in oh, some yeah. discovery system. And the love journey began and it's been a great ride. We've done two acquisitions in the last nine months and really excited about where we're at and where we're going. Well, you started to touch on it, but can you dive a little bit deeper into the origin of NAV in your own words what you see is the mission for NAV. The mission's been clear since the very beginning. It's to stop the death rate of small businesses. And it's something that everyone can really get their arms around, right? If you just think about how many small businesses employ people with inside the U.S., how they are the lifeblood of our economy and everything. And we saw what happened, you know, during the global pandemic and what everyone did to try to help small businesses. That's the mission. And it's very easy to, to, to really get in there. I think where things have changed from the very beginning of understanding your credit and what we refer to as a detailed credit report and where it's come into is a financial health platform in your pocket, right? So it's the number one financial health platform. It's a data driven financial solution. And so the vision is to align finance and qualifications, predict needs and facilitate transactions. And we do that between data providers. Think of bank aggregators, bureaus, accounting platforms, and other different softwares where we're bringing in all the data for the small business, lenders, small businesses, and then issuers on the credit card side. You guys have been relatively active in acquisitions here recently, and I'm curious, how are these recent acquisitions of Tilful and Nula driving the mission of NAV further forward? to empower the businesses with the right financial tools? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it goes back to the amazing things. We've got great investors behind us, whether it be Kleiner, Experian, Goldman Sachs, P72, all data-driven organizations that have been able to help us continue down this path. We got to a point where we were growing organically and the inorganic growth opportunity first arose with NULA. NULA was our first international acquisition. So they're in, in our northern partner, Canada. And so in Canada, they, uh, they were able to help speed up some things that we weren't necessarily mobile first. And so they had some mobile capabilities that allowed us to leapfrog where we currently were. Mm-hmm. I think the values that Tilful brought not only was amazing people, but it was some of their tech. So they had a a total score and a category transaction engine that we were able to plug in quickly. Walt, those acquisitions sound like they've expanded the reach of NAV greatly. And before we dive into the details of the widgets and how it all worked, describe to us where NAV sits in the overarching fintech landscape, who you guys are focused on, and what the benefit of them leveraging NAV as a technology is. From the fintech aspect, NAV sits as a data-driven financial solution platform, working with small business lenders and issuers. Who are we helping is small businesses historically post-revenue. In some cases, these could be small businesses that don't have a business credit file. They're invisible to the bureaus, which means they're invisible to 
lenders in the ecosystem. And so BAV has the ability to help build thin files to full files to allow them to be seen from financial institutions via our trade line reporting and how we build credit. And why those small businesses is, I think all small businesses are time starved. And so a data-driven financial insights that enable informed business financing decisions, help small businesses grow, generate profits, hire employees, and help communities thrive. Can you dive into, you, you mentioned taking it from a thin file to a thick file. For a lot of people, you know, that are listening, have a good understanding of, of those types of things. But what are the things that you're doing at NAV to help build up that credit file so that when they go to get a, an additional line of credit or they're looking for a new service provider that requires credit to be a big portion of their underwriting process, how are you helping that small business owner really build that out? NAV launched what we refer to as NAV Prime, our subscription service that with inside there allows a small business to build their credit by the trade lines that NAV reports. Most major business bureaus need to see three to four different trade lines that are reporting. NAV has the ability via NAV Prime. In our NAV Prime subscription, we create one trade line on the net 30. The NAV Prime card, which is the first ever zero credit check, small business charge card that also gets reported as a second trade line. NAV has launched what we referred to as NAV's business checking account which is slightly different than the traditional neobanks that we see there. This is built starting with the ability to let folks that have not finalized their formation, gig workers, folks that are invisible to the bureaus themselves because they still look like they're a sole prop or an SSN. We set it up so that the SSN can open up a business checking account. And then by seeing the transactions that go through, very similar to how the consumer experience most works. NAV has the ability to report those transactions that are processing, those transactions that are processing through to the bureau as a trade line. When they do leverage NAV's platform, whether it be for their first small business credit card across one of the 50 or 60 different issuers that are on the platform, or they're looking for, as you mentioned, a line of credit, they now know what they qualify before they apply. You mentioned something that that I think is really interesting, and I want to dive in a little bit deeper. What makes NAV, with all of its bank-like features, different than, say, from the other neobank offerings that are in the marketplace? Different than a neobank saying, I want to go build the best widget. We're building what the small businesses are telling us that they need, continue to grow. We sit here and we say, what is really important to the small business based off the voice of the customer? And voice of the customer is not just a survey where we're leading the witness, <laughs> but really talking to the small business to understand where their pain points are. Yeah, And that's how we built out the NAV business checking account. If we go through how they, they go from formation to discovery, to growth, to innovation, NAV's there to support them through that life cycle. And continues to help the small business. Wow. There's so many services that you've covered so far. And with those being so wide ranging services and solutions, how does NAB determine which products for which businesses that would benefit them the most from the platform? 
But before we continue with this insightful conversation with Walt, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors and don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow Fintech Confidential for more engaging content. Chargebacks drain revenue. It may threaten your ability to process payments, but they don't need to be a cost of doing business. You can resolve up to 40% of chargebacks before they're ever filed. Here's how it works. When one of your customers contacts a participating bank to dispute a charge, you'll be notified. At that point, you can avoid the resulting chargeback. It's fast, easy, and effective. You can be set up and preventing up to 40% of chargebacks in just 48 hours. Now back to Walt. Ted, very insightful question. And I think it's a challenge for all fintechs, which is prioritization. No one is ever short on ideas with Insight Nav. It's a matter of understanding what is the right prioritization and what can be run in parallel versus sequential path. And what creates the level steps that we need to continue to grow. And so in one instance, the organization was head down focused on the launch of Nav Prime while a smaller subset of the organization was looking at the acquisitions. And it's a matter of saying, when does one plus one five? That's the path that we took on the two acquisitions was Mm -hmm. we saw the steps that we could then jump quickly on the mobile scores, every transaction engine, while we allowed the teams to focus the human capital where we needed to, which was the user experience, the CX. One thing that we hadn't touched on is the way the platform works from what we refer to as a no-touch environment. Mm-hmm. And that's really different than others inside the ecosystem, right? NAV does not have a two, three, four hundred person sales floor where we've got to spend body after body to try to match somebody up. The people are focused on leveraging the data. Again, going back to predict the needs, facilitate transactions. We the parties, that no-touch environment where the options are already curated for you allows us not to necessarily sit at 250 sales reps, but rather 200 folks that are working on the right human capital aspects. Can so, you can you dive into what you mean by a no-touch environment? I've heard of headless, I've heard of software as a service, Banking is a service. Anything is a service, really. But what is what is the touchless mean, and and how does that really help uh, the small businesses that are interacting with? As the small business becomes a user on the platform, we are then connecting multiple data aspects to that individual, and so Nav has the ability to pull two consumer bureaus, three business bureaus, multiple cash flow connections. Depending on the relationship, there's merchant processing being connected, accounting, and additional information. We're able to then bundle all that information and create NAS view on the data sets because the number of small businesses that we've worked with, well into well over a million small businesses on the platform, we're then able to then predict needs, align qualifications, and then facilitate that transaction. In some instances, we're able to do direct to a contract with one of our lending partners where Neck goes through their offer, Electric sign the contract and receive money the next day. And then we have other instances in which we've got API integrations and we'll share that data back and forth with lenders and issuers to create a seamless experience 
where there is not a human involved. With NAV being a data-driven organization and leveraging that data to help small businesses, data is only as good as you know what to do with it. How is NAV educating the small businesses on what to do with the data that you're bringing to their attention? I think that's great. Data and information are one thing. It's the knowledge and wisdom that we talk about. NAV being a two-sided marketplace and a logged-in experience also allows us to get full lifecycle data back from our issuers as well as our lenders. So we understand what they're saying in response to each one of the transactions going through. That update information then continues to build the flywheel and understand what may or may not have changed. One of the unique things that we see is Lenders and issuers may not say that they're modifying their underwriting guidelines. They'll do it behind the scenes as a way to test into different markets and different segments. Yet that, because we're already sitting on potentially consumer bureau, business bureau, cash flow, we know what that data looks like before we send it over. And so if someone said our minimum credit score is 650 and we're sending 700s over and they're getting declined, then we know that that partner of ours is potentially modifying their underwriting guidelines. That's how we get to then understand the value of the data, thus the NAV's point of view on all the different data sets. Are you suggesting actions for the business owner to take to continue to move themselves forward in their business journey? Yes. The insights and alerts that are available and anyone that has ever signed up with one of the bureaus or some of the other third parties from the consumer aspect uh, receives them. Just telling someone that my credit went up, my credit went down, that's just noise. So how do I adjust that signal to noise ratio? How do I make sure that there's something there? That's where our cash flow score, our social health score, the financial scores that we generate have indicated actions that says, if you could do the following, this is what you could qualify for. Mm -hmm. If we can clean up your NSF, this is what we could do. We see that you're overpaying for a financing product from X lender. We can sit there and say, based off of what's changed inside your small business, you should be graduated to it term loan from a traditional bank. You should graduate to an SBA now that you've got your two years of profitability. And so NAD being agnostic to the small business, trying to put them in the best option is very different than a lender saying, I don't want you to go out of my footprint. I want to keep getting you another draw and another draw and another draw and another yeah. draw. And and that's, that's just not healthy for the small business. I can only imagine you've got tons of stories about successes with merchants and with the lenders on the other side of the, of the house. What is your favorite story? Maybe when they use the NAV platform in a way that maybe you guys hadn't thought about. I think my favorite story is more of a, a small business, not necessarily about the platform, but we have a, uh, we have one of the reps that is on the, on the outbound sales side and was helping this small business, it's a restaurant, trying to close a, a six figure plus line of financing. And she went above and beyond and, and Emily did an amazing job. And the small business named a sandwich after her. Honest, 
one of my best favorite stories. It's not about the platform, but I mean, like that just that's just like the cool factor that she got a she got a sandwich named after her at a restaurant. Uh, oh, that so that's awesome. one that we always chuckle about. But I think the what we've seen in the platform itself is some of the byproducts that we're able to create, some of the scores that we're able to create that weren't necessarily the main goal of mm-hmm. connecting certain data. It's the insights. It's the way that Nav creates what we refer to as the Nav Alert, which is us looking at all the different things that are going on with inside the small businesses data sets. And then also being able to cross-reference those data sets against like-kind synthetic versions of that end user. How can we then take the insights and learning across that to the small business? And that's where some of the scores came out of that weren't necessarily like, we didn't wake up and say, we wanted to create this score, but we saw indicated actions from when a small business may be needing financing hypothetically speaking, if you've got seven or eight different Yelp posts saying that the restaurant needs to update their bathroom, maybe they could use $10,000, right? And so that's an extreme use case, but it's one of those things that it wasn't where you saw it say, this is where I want to bring the cash flow. That's what's really been the the surprise wins through this process. Well, and you talk about the evolution and the surprise wins that, that you've run into with Lintech and Paytech type products that you've brought together. Can you help us understand where you're seeing the market? I mean, especially right now, we've got changes from the Fed. It feels like every day we've got lenders that are changing their profiles, all of these different things. Can you give your unique perspective to what's What's going on in the small business market and what the business owners are doing to navigate through it? The headwinds, as you alluded to, have been very challenging, right? I think people didn't expect that we'd have as many rate increases as we've had today. That lenders and issuers are really focused right now on managing their ROI, their risk and their profitability, not necessarily volume. They've pushed some aggressive filters that have limited expansion in certain buckets. And I also believe that what we've seen in the small business is that their credit is slightly overutilized right now. And as such, I may have been a prime user for a credit card in the past, but with my utilization being up, I'm now being pushed into maybe mid-prime. And so where I thought I could qualify for financing or I thought I could get a, a tier one credit card, I'm now being pushed into a tier two which I think is creating a little bit more stress for the small business. With all these headwinds that you're talking about, let's go ahead and, and pu- pull out the, the crystal ball, look a little bit into the future, maybe three or five years, and help me understand where you see things going, maybe with or without the perspective of the acquisition of Tilful and Nula for NAV, and maybe just a little bit beyond that. Looking at the small business right now is access to capital. And that that could be in a few different ways, whether that is access to same day settlement so that you have the funds that you need to run your business, whether it's the financial health platform continues to drive those insights around the different data sets. What I expect in the next two to three years is that when that small business wakes up, they're 
looking at two to three apps. Small businesses don't want another dashboard. They don't want another place to go look, right? They run their business. They're able to then connect how they communicate. That's where you'll see third parties to be able to help power that on where the small business is already interacting. What do you see in the future for fintech that is going to change how small businesses are interacting on a day-to-day basis to grow their business? Fintechs are going to continue to fight for the eyeballs of the small business. And I think that's going to be the, the future battlegrounds is how do you make sure that you're relevant to the small business? Why do I want to interact with you? What is the quid pro quo that I want to enable you to, to sit on my data or access my data from a permissible purpose if you're not truly providing me value? We've spent a lot of time over the years really focusing into giving a better visual experience and wanting to control that. So you'll see a lot of disparity between I have to log into this page to see this data and it looks and displayed this way and uses this terminology. But then I go over here to look at this information, whether it be about a loan or anything else over there, maybe a cash advance type thing. And it's displayed differently and it's worded differently. And I have to figure out how to translate between those two. And I, I totally agree with you is being able to provide a translation layer that makes it less confusing and brings more value to the merchant or the small business is going to be a really, really big area. Walt, we've talked about so much today. Is there anything that you want the audience to hear that maybe we haven't covered or something you want to go a little bit deeper into? Now, we've covered so much. I think, again, NAV and the launch of NAV Prime is the only financial health solution that leads you to better financing. The last question of today is really focused on the entrepreneurs in the audience. And I'm going to ask you in one sentence, how would you give advice to entrepreneurs looking to determine how to move their business forward, whether it be in fintech or otherwise? What's that one sentence to help them head down the path the correct way? Customer acquisition isn't easy. Make sure that they truly understand the problem you're solving for, for the end customer versus falling in love with the product you believe is going to be the best solution out there. Walt, what an enlightening conversation. It's clear that NAV is on a mission to redefine the fintech landscape and empower businesses with the right financial tools. For our listeners, if you found any value in today's episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share Fintech Confidential. We have many more exciting episodes just like this one lined up for you. And until next time... Keep innovating and stay curious. Support provided by Skyflow. What if you could build fast but not break privacy? What if you could ensure data privacy, governance, and compliance with just a few API calls? What if you could worry less about PCI requirements while actually improving privacy and security? How much more time would your team have to truly innovate? 
How much faster could you build and ship new features? How much more powerful could your app be? Skyflow is a zero-trust data privacy vault delivered as an API. Skyflow's radically simple design lets you collect, secure, and tokenize personal information, like card data and payment details. And with built-in features like encrypted data analysis and sharing, anonymization, and advanced governance, your days of choosing between data security and data usability are over. Whether you're just concerned with PCI compliance or need to go further to include CCPA, GDPR, SOC 2, and beyond, Skyflow has you covered. What if you could build fast but not break privacy? With Skyflow, you can. Visit skyflowsecure.com today to learn how. This has been a production of DD3 Media with all rights reserved. This is provided for informational purposes only. It is not offered or intended to be used as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. We strive to provide accurate and up-to-date information, but will not be responsible for any missing facts or inaccurate information. You comply and understand that you should use any of this information at your own risk. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile financial assets, so research and make your own financial decisions.